Hey, what's up Red Rocks family? It is baptism weekend. Literally one of my favorite times of the, of the year. It's one of my favorite weekends because we don't got to put on a show, don't got to entertain anybody, don't even have to try to create something. What's going to happen is people's testimonies are going to be the message today. Honestly, you can't even make this stuff up. One of our core, core values is authenticity. Today is an authentic moment, an authentic day. These people are sharing their testimony, they're sharing what God has done in their lives, and I'm so, so excited to see it, as I hope you are, just to feel the power of the Lord and the power of His presence with us. I just want to read this to you, um, Revelation 12, 11. It just talks about how they conquered Him, that is the enemy. They conquered Him completely through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus and the powerful word of his testimony. That's what we're doing today, man. We're telling our testimony. We're telling about what God has done in our lives, what he's doing in the lives of our church and the people that go here. And um, I'm just so, so excited. I hope that it ministers to you. I hope that you can just like put down whatever you're doing, all the distractions. When we start worshiping, lift your hands and worship. When we watch the testimonies, stay tuned, like really join in and really like fixate on what's happening. Be present in the moment. You don't want to miss out. God has something amazing for you today too. We love you. We're about to get started. See you later. What's up, church? How we doing? Oh, yeah. Come on, stand to your feet. Put your hands together. We're going to have fun tonight. Step out of the shadows. Step out of the break. Break into the wild. And don't be afraid. Run into wide open spaces, places waiting for you. Dance like the weight has been lifted, places waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the
to get to be here to celebrate on such a day as this. You like who you're sitting next to? Did they bring Kleenex enough to share? I mean, I don't cry, but they might. So uh, welcome. So glad you're here. Maybe it's your first time being in a church setting like this and you already kind of thought that Christians were weird and now there's like a giant bucket catching a big leak in the ceiling and people are in swimsuits and you're not sure what to think. You're in the right place. This is family, what we're doing today. We're celebrating baptism and uh, yeah. And even if you haven't been around church ever a day in your life, there are chances are is that you've heard of baptism. Baptism is the representation of a life surrendered, given over to Jesus. And 
receiving new life as a new creation in him. The word baptism comes from baptizo, meaning to submerge. And so we're going to see a whole bunch of people that have crossed over the threshold from death to life, who Jesus has spoken into their life, has saved them, set them free, and now they are a new creation in Christ. We believe that what it says in 2 Corinthians is true, that once you receive the free gift of salvation of Jesus, the old is gone and the new is here. And baptism is this visual representation. Maybe any uh, church people, you grew up in church, maybe you've heard the word sacrament. Baptism is a sacrament. Nobody has been to any, okay. They're like, the what, what? Is that Latin? Maybe. Um, it's sacramental, basically an outward display of an inward grace. We believe that Jesus comes and does his work on the inside of us and changes our heart and our life and sets us free forever. And baptism is a way of saying that I am made new. I am washed clean. It's a public declaration of faith before friends, before family, before strangers that are part of this church family. And so we're going to hear some great stories about some awesome things that God has done in the lives of people in this room and, and in our church. And I hope that it would spur on and encourage your faith. I wanna read us one of my favorite sections of scripture that shows us baptism. So what you see, when, when Jesus came, he did his ministry, he lived a perfect and a sinless life, and then he went to the cross on our behalf and paid the price that we could not pay, and then he was resurrected, like the story didn't end at the grave, but he rose back to life, and as his word is going out, we see account after account of when someone believes and then turns from their old way thinking they could do it on their own they are saved and then they are immediately baptized and I think that that is going to happen for some of us in this place today and I want to read from Acts chapter 8 this is verse 30 that I'll start in but Philip was one of Jesus apostles so um, he, he saw the ministry and he saw what Jesus did and he saw the hope and the life that was afforded because of the gift on the cross and he saw the miraculous resurrection and so he's going out and he's telling people this good news is for them, that there is hope and there is redemption for their story. And so he runs into uh, this guy on his way from town to town. He's an Ethiopian eunuch, scripture tells us. And so it says this, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. It's found in Isaiah 53. And the significance is that that whole section of scripture is pointing to a king and to a savior that would one day come and dwell among them. And Philip knows that this is Jesus. And so he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? And this was the scripture. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or someone else, then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told them the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me 
from being baptized and he commanded the chariot to stop and he got out and he got down and, and he was baptized and he went on his way rejoicing today. We are gonna rejoice with some people. We're gonna celebrate because we all know that it's one thing to read something just as this Ethiopian eunuch was doing. He was reading, he had head information but it hadn't quite made its way to his heart. A bunch of people getting baptized say, I now embody this. This is my life. It's a representation that not only do we learn to die with Christ, but we raise again with him. And so he goes all in in this moment and says, I'm choosing to be baptized. What is preventing me from being baptized? And what I love, first century Jews would have known this baptism process. It would have been an act of cleansing that they would do before they went to the temple to make their sacrifice. But now Jesus is saying, no, no, I am the sacrifice. He said, be purified once and for all. You are in right standing with me. When you make this step of obedience, you are going public. You are saying from this point forward, I am with Jesus. I am following Jesus with everything I have and with his help. I'm believing that my best days are in front of me and that he has changed everything about my story. That's good news. Crickets, is that good news? I hope you came to play because we know that church is not a spectator sport. And today we're not here just to sit back and maybe you're thinking, I've already been baptized, I've done the dance, I've done the deal. Well, if you were here last week, then you'll vividly remember that we come to church on mission. We don't come to church just for me, we come with a mission in mind. And today we get the privilege of celebrating some people that this is their moment, this is their line in the sand, this is where they're saying, I am forever grateful. Let's go. And so if you're here today and you're thinking to yourself, what, what is my part to play? One is to rejoice and to celebrate. Two is to ask God how he would speak to you in some of these stories that we're about to hear because they're powerful. And we know that when we gather and we're together, God speaks on a very individual and personal sort of way. And the second thing is this, maybe you've been saved. Maybe you've been saved for a long time, but you've never made the active decision yourself. Maybe you're baptized as a baby. But I wonder if some of you need to make the move to get up out of your chair and to choose today to be baptized, to move forward and say, I'm not gonna let pride get in the way. I'm not gonna let this moment pass me by. And so I'll come up in a minute with that invitation to us. What could prevent you from getting baptized? See, we have water, we got shorts, we got shirts, we got it all. And so I really want these stories to speak to you and to hit your heart and to see the work that God has done in some of the lives of this family. Let me pray and then we'll get to the party. God, thank you so much for this church. I'm so thankful for your gift. God, I'm th so thankful that you have purified us into all righteousness, that you have saved us, that you have set us free, God, and that now we have a living hope. God, I pray that as we go public today with our faith that so many people in this place would finally feel set free as they take this step of obedience. We know there's nothing magical about the water, God, but there is power when we choose to follow you. And so I ask that you would move in this room, that you would speak to each and every story in a profound, in a real, and in a tangible way. And I pray you would stir on the inside some people to take this next step and go just a little bit deeper with you and saying, Jesus, I am all in because of what you did on my behalf. We love 
you. And uh, it's our honor to worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Red Rocks Church, welcome to Baptism Weekend. I grew up in a Christian family. I was born into a Christian family. So it was, I went to church. I prayed at the dinner table and that was pretty much it. But after that, as the years passed by, I started to notice God work in the people's lives around me. And I saw him give them so much grace and so much peace. And I never really experienced that for myself. And I started to resent God because I never got that. And that just left this hole of unworthiness and loneliness in my heart that nothing could ever seem to fill. Last summer, my sister and I, we went to this Christian running camp up in the mountains called Camp Isaiah. And there was this one night where this Islamic dance group came up and they taught us all these cool Islamic dances. But after that, there was just this time where they played like soft Christian music and we just got to have time with God. And I felt this stirring in my heart and God told me, I love you you are worthy, you are good enough, and I've got plans for you. And that day, God put a calling on my heart. This past year, I've actually gotten the opportunity to bring people to church, and I got, I've got i gotten to see firsthand God work in their lives, and that is just a huge blessing. And I feel like that is what God wants me to do. I don't feel unworthy anymore. I don't feel alone anymore because there's been some moments in my life where I have turned away from God and everything has just seemed to hit rock bottom. But every time he calls me back and he tells me, you are worthy, you are loved, and I get to see him work in my life and other people's life. And I think that is just such a blessing. I'm choosing to be baptized now because a lot of stuff has happened in this past year. I've turned away from God a lot of times and I have gone through short stages of depression, I would say, and I've just felt so alone. But then he calls me back. He tells me, you are my child. You are worthy. I love you. And that has just ultimately changed my life. And I think now I'm ready to take the next step. And I want to be known publicly as a child of God and work for him and worship him. I would like to thank my family and my friends, especially my sister, because they have, I know times have gotten hard and I've lashed out on a lot of different people, but they have been with me through this walk and they haven't given up on me. And they have just shown me what amazing things God can do in my life and I wouldn't be here without them. A life before Christ was a life of uh, full of temptation and, and sin. It was the day I met with Scott and I uh, was prayed. They laid hands on me and uh, I was oppressed, suppressed, and possessed by demons um, from the, the life decisions that followed in my sin. And um, by laying of hands, I was freed by those. He's revealed a few things to me um, on, yeah, I'm just, being faithful and obedient in, in the things that he's revealed. Um, it's uh, leading men to Christ. I was baptized at the age of seven. Um, through my adolescent years, um, I made decisions and fell into temptation. And through that, um, I lived many years in sin. Yeah, it's, my heart's on fire for him. And um, I've felt his healing power and the power of the Lamb has healed me. And, 
and freed me of all those, all the demons that were, were oppressing me and suppressing me and, and possessing me. So hold your head high through your sin, with your sin. Um, don't let the devil uh, create deception in your mind as we have to hold that. Um, yeah, walk, walk with it. Proud to share it with the brother and sister in Christ. I'd like to thank my fiance, Keely, for never losing hope in me. pretty young so I can't remember it like perfectly but I can remember like what it was like before I understood like what it meant to um, have a relationship with him when I was younger um, I had lots of friends drama um, going on and I was scared of lots of things and I was just very sensitive as I was growing up I um, my mom and I were praying that things would get better. And in the past two years, I have a whole group of Christian friends um, and my fears are getting better. I'm getting less sensitive. And I think that it started to change when I actually understood what praying meant. And um, just as I got older, cause I'm always reading my Bible. I've been wanting to get baptized for a while. And now that I understand what it means, I um, am really excited to do it. And also my brother is also getting baptized and he's always like away in college. So we just are both ready and think it's a good time because he's home for it and he's gonna be baptizing me. You know, I had a rough childhood. I spent a lot of my childhood just feeling very unsafe and, you know, unloved aside from my mom. But, you know, I had a dad that was not a good person, um, very abusive and, you know, just could make you feel like the smallest little thing. You know, I just always had this feeling like there was gonna be this point where I didn't have to struggle anymore. And um, I was sexually assaulted my freshman year of college. And that was like the lowest point. And the first time that I ever thought like, I just can't live anymore. And um, not long after that, a couple years later, after a lot of just existing, um, someone took me to church and even from like the very first day, it was like, whoa, <laughs> you can just feel, you know, how much love is in there. And, and then eventually when I moved here last year, things were really hard for my family. And I thought I was coming here to kind of get away from all the negativity and the struggle at home and everything just kind of got worse. And I got to a point where I just really felt like I couldn't live anymore. 
And I just remember like laying in bed, trying, trying to convince myself that that wasn't the way to go. And and this just like one moment, it was just like something just like swept over me and was like, no, you have to be here. Like you're here for a reason and, and I want you here. And I fully believe that that was God convincing me to stay. I started going to Red Rocks religiously, no pun intended, um, every weekend. And it was just, you know, like after that, it was like I could look back on all the stuff I had been through and not think to myself, like, why is God doing this to me? Like, why is he, why does he want me to hurt and struggle? And it was more just like, look at everything that he brought me through. My mom, first and foremost, she was just the best role model to have growing up, especially with everything that we went through. And my sisters and my brother, my whole family, really. Um, and my boyfriend, Jeremiah, and his family have been just a rock through the last year and have brought me closer to God. before Christ, but I did have times when I doubted my beliefs. And when I was introduced to Red Rocks Church, I was I was able to rebuild my relationship with God. I was able to feel like I was with Him. He was able to use His power through me to help others is what I really would love to do. God gets to help people through me. I did a kindness project because I want to help other people who have been it does, they don't necessarily have been hurt the way I have, but have been just hurt because I know how that has felt. And so what I want to do is just help in any way I can. I want to show God that I am ready to go back into the darkness, bring someone out like he did for me, and to help others. For someone who's in a similar spot, all I like to say is to tell people you trust because they, people who know you best, they're the only people who can really help you. And even though speaking out may seem like it's the hardest thing to do, it's the best thing because that's what God really wants us to do is to trust others, trust the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. I love to thank my mother, who's really been the person who supported me through all of this and my entire family. Thank you for just helping me throughout this entire experience and for giving me the courage to do this. It was mainly directionless and, and you know, not, I didn't have really a sense of like purpose. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up around church, wasn't never, you know, a regular attendee, but youth groups and everything I was. And I got away from that. And ever since then, I really had like a hole in my heart that I tried filling in with every type of thing, you know, and, and type of person, type of activity, and just, it's always been there. And the first time my fiance and I went to 
Red Rocks, um, I realized I got that first part of that hole filled. A little over four years ago, and I just, I don't remember what was said, but I remember how I felt, and I was just crying and, and sobbing like, like, you know, you've never done before, I've never done before, and um, that was the day I knew I needed to change. I'd say really in the last years, um, your time is when I decided, you know, I need to need to accept Christ and, and move forward on with my life and, and build that, rebuild that relationship. I've never been the most, I guess, confident person. Um, but internally, internally outside, I can, I can show and, and, and give, you know, a show of, of how confident I would like to be. Uh, but the inside, you know, I just tear myself up. And, and knowing that I have somebody to talk to about that and talk to like what I go through on a daily struggle, um, on a larger level than anything else can give me. It's just, it's helping me with that and uh, becoming that confident, just loving person of other people. I just think it's the next step in, in what I need to do. Um, I was baptized when I was younger, um, like way younger, like most people I think. Um, and as I mature in my, in my life and in my faith journey with Christ, it's that step to to take and show that I am fully committed and that I want to be um, a Christian. I want to thank Matthew Dunn. That's my uh, mentor. He uh, really started this whole process for me. Um, Todd Early, my other mentor, and my fiance, Sarah. Thank you for being beside me this whole journey while I change and while I, uh, you know, start my faith journey and, and solidify my relationship with Christ and, and, and our Lord. took us to church every Sunday and as a young adult I went through a bit of a difficult time my family um, had some some brokenness in our home my parents went through a tough time in their marriage um, I was about to graduate and I just kind of made a life decision that I needed to figure out life for myself and he was gonna take a back seat and I had to take care of myself uh, I had to get out um, and so, so that's what I did. Um, and as a result of that, you know, I became really angry um, and really sad. I was sad a lot. Um, I went through a bit of depression and, and it, was, it was really tough. You know, fast forward, I graduated school and uh, met my husband and who is a blessing from the Lord and we got married and had a baby and I remember holding my little boy and I just got so scared. Like I didn't know how to do life. So how was I supposed to like bring up a child and teach him how to do life? Um, and the Lord just really kind of met me in that space. And I dusted off my old Bible and started reading um, and started praying. And 
it's written in James, and James 2.23 says, faith without works is dead. Um, and I felt like the Lord was renewing my faith, but I realized that um, I wasn't walking with Christ. And I just had this realization that even if I believed in God, it didn't really mean anything if I wasn't walking in it. Um, and so I just gave my life to the Lord right there and just surrendered. Um, and, you know, decided to put it back in the driver's seat. And he just has changed my life. So that happened about a year ago. And I since found Red Rocks um, and been wanting to get baptized. Thank you um, for just being on fire for the Lord and being a group of people that has been so welcoming um, and has just welcomed me and my family with open arms. Thank you to my mom who uh, has just always prayed um, and believe that the Lord would, would work in my life. And, and to my sister, Gabby, who has just always been an example um, of what it is to follow Christ. And as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a sister, she has always been that example to me. I was in a really dark place. I was an addict and an alcoholic for about 12 years. Um, so it's been a rough journey. Since I was 15, I've been in and out of incarceration and rehabs and um, parents were never around, so it was a rough road. I'd been so down and just so miserable for such a long time, I kind of accepted death more than life. And I was just in such a dark place that I didn't know where else to turn. I kind of, I was hiding in my backyard and just crying and I was looking up at the sky and I was just begging God to help, like, just please, I need you to do something for me. Like, my life is in chaos and misery, and um, I just, I was at my wit's end. I didn't know where to turn, so I just looked up to God, and I prayed, and I just begged for a sign, anything, some help, and he answered. One morning, I woke up, and uh, I drove to my mom's house, and I said, look, I need help, and I need help now. And she said, okay, calm down, let's figure this out. I was like, no, I need help now. And for some reason, something drove me and I ended up picking up her phone and calling the cops on myself. And it actually, it was like something it took over at this point. And I ended up going to jail and getting clean and sober and finding God in jail. And when I got out, I went to Mary's Hope, which is a Christian program. And that just deepened my spirituality intensely. And I started going to church um, and multiple things happened. I, for some reason, something was driving me towards spiritual, being more spiritual. And I cut, I quit doing all, anything toxic in my life, including my diet, I quit eating meat. Like I changed everything about my life. Obviously it wasn't like me running the show anymore. It was like God's will being done. I never have known this kind of true happiness in my heart. It's always just been kind of foggy and my consciousness has been always just kind of a blur, but now it's like I'm experiencing life for the first time. Mary from Mary's Hope, I would love to say thank you to her. She was, she saved my life um, as well as my sister. Um, my sister Sunny's been my biggest support through all of this in my whole life and all the friends that I've made along the way. I feel like I just need to be clean and free and just start anew. I feel like this is going to be like a start of a new journey for me. And I just want, you know, all the progress that I've made, I feel like this is going to kind of complete me to the next phase of my life.
met some of them and I'd have no right saying this but I'm proud of, of the courage that it takes to share some of the broken some of the hurting parts and what an honor it is that they let us into that so we could be reminded of the goodness of Jesus this is not about building a brand this is not about anything that Red Rocks Church has done but this is Jesus this is real this is real and the whole reason that I read that, that section about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch is because it references Isaiah chapter 53. And uh, if it was good enough for them 2,000 years ago, I wonder if the same scripture could speak to us today about the goodness of God, if it could remind us about the gift, the price that he paid once and for all for us to be able to have a story, for us to be able to step into purpose, for us to have hope to rise again. We don't just die with Christ. We are risen with him in hope. And so I want to read this to us. And then we've got a whole bunch more people that we're going to get to celebrate. But I'm thinking that there's some people in this room that you have continued to search. You have continued to try to pay the price to find hope in yourself and in the world and in culture. But you need to hear about this Jesus that came for you. And some of you, I hope that God is already starting to stir on the inside and he is gonna move you to take this next step of faith and be baptized in this moment. Isaiah chapter 53, I'll start in verse three. It says, despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. This is the savior of the world. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. And we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth because he was making defense for us. He didn't have to defend 
himself like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before it shears is silent so he opened not his mouth by oppression and judgment he was taken away and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living stricken for the transgression of my people and they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death although he had done no violence And there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offsprings. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And then I'll skip ahead. It says, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Jesus came on our behalf. He came that we might find life. This is describing a king that left his throne in heaven to walk amongst us, to live amongst us, to literally pour out his life to buy us back. Not only are we risen with him into eternity, but we are resurrected in purpose right here and right now. I wonder if you have experienced the touch of Jesus. Maybe you've heard about Jesus. Maybe you've come to church. Maybe you know it up here, but do you understand it in your heart? Because this was one-time gift paid for all paid in full church this is who we worship this God is who we serve he laid it down and he was doing it to prove to us that he would go to any length to have us back to give us hope to give us future I'm going to pray for us because I'm believing that somebody in here, this is your moment with every head bowed and with every eye closed. God, I thank you for your gift. God, I thank you that not only did you lay down your life as the price for sin, but you did it to prove to us how much you loved us and how much you wanted us. I pray that you would stir in somebody's heart right now to receive you for the first time. God, we thank you for your gift. I wonder if you're in here today any single person, and you say, today is my day. I've heard these stories of hope. I've heard these stories of peace coming upon the life of a lost and hurting soul. And you say, today is my day to step into hope, to receive the free gift purchased on the cross, but magnified through the resurrected Jesus. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand? I want to include you in a prayer right now. You say, today is my day for salvation. Not only do I want heaven forever, I want God to be Lord of my life right here in this moment. Amen. Amen. Just slip it up. Amen. God, I thank you. I believe that you don't need much to encourage someone over from death to life. And so I thank you for laying it down and paying the price. God, I pray that anybody in here that needs to be baptized would not miss this moment, God. If they have believed in you, God, I pray that they would take this step of obedience and faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if some people in here were like me. And and you said, I've been following Jesus for a while. And if I go get baptized right now, people around me are going to be like, maybe he wasn't really saved before. Could I tell you not to let pride get in the way of this moment? This is between you and God, and this is family, what we're doing. I've not met a single person that says, I made a decision to get up out of my seat, to go upstairs, to change my clothes and get baptized and I regret it. Never happened. 
And so I'm gonna press into you fathers. Maybe this is your time to step out on behalf of your family. I know this, the second I chose to obey and take that step, God started opening doors and pouring favor out on my life like never before because I saw him in a new way. I knew there was no turning back. So I wonder if in this moment, if you would say, that's me, we're gonna sing worship in a minute and you can just slip out like you're going to the bathroom and you'll be right here in this tub. Before you know it, there's people waiting that can meet you there, that can get you everything you need to make this a reality in this moment. Would you stand with me? We're gonna sing. We're gonna sing and we're gonna get to continue to celebrate. People will be up on the screens and you're gonna see their, their smiles light up. You're gonna see new life in their eyes, not because of this act of salvation. They have already chosen salvation, but this is a moment between them and God saying, I am with Jesus. There is no other way. There is no turning back. I'm all in. Let's worship.
today we're celebrating life change we're celebrating what Jesus has done what he is doing right now and what he is going to do come on hey. oh there's no one like you Jesus there's no one like you Jesus hey. oh. oh father we're a church that's hungry for more
Can we celebrate? We're not quite done, but I think uh, it's just such an honor to be a part of this place, to see stories being built and to see lives being changed and to, man, for the church to just feel like it's supposed to, I think, like family to celebrate together, to edify one another, to be a part of someone else's story. And, and that's what we're doing. The ushers are gonna come forward in a minute. And so could I compel you and remind you that this is what we're sowing seeds into? We're gonna continue to worship and we're gonna take up an offering and let this be known as just as much of an act of worship because we do not think that God is done with what he's doing in and through this place. And we wanna see more campuses. We wanna see more people. We wanna see more stories. We wanna see more hope in our city. And so the ushers are gonna pass the basket. You can go ahead and, uh, and get your tithes and your offerings ready, but why don't we just continue to party? There's multiple ways to give, as you see on the side screens, through the app, online. Um, but this is what it's all about. And this is why we, we push so much resource, so much effort, so much um, intensity, I guess, into these services and into these moments is because people's lives are marked and they're changed by it forever. Are you glad you came to church today? All right. Let's continue our worship with giving and with our singing. Hey! 
Who in here loves Jesus? Come on, who in here has had their life changed by Jesus? Come on, church, you can do better than that. Father, we give you all the praise. God, we give you all the glory, Lord. You are our rock. You are our foundation. You are our source. You are our hope, God. All of our hope and all of our faith is in you and you alone, Jesus. There is no one like you. So we're going to sing this next part. It says, swing wide all your heavens. As our praises go up, let all the walls come down. Walls of insecurity, walls of doubt, walls of cancer, walls of infidelity, walls of whatever it may be, let it come down. Because the Lord says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So we came expecting today, believing that as we give praise to our God, he will be here. And if he's here, then miracles can happen. And they have happened and they're going to continue to happen. So come on, church. I didn't come here to play around. I came here to encounter the Almighty God. I came here to be closer to my Jesus. And I came here to be changed and set free by the power of Him. So we sing this out. Swing wide, all you have Swing wide, all you heavens. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. Come on. And everything with breath. All is children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Come on with faith, we sing this out, Lord. Swing wide, swing wide. Are you here? Let the praise go up as the walls come down. Our creation, everything we bring. All is children. name is Jesus. Swing wide, are you here? Let the praise go up as the walls come down. Our creation, everything we repeat the sound. All is children, clean as pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. He's king.